in to another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast, connecting with you Italian football fans from all over the world. We have another jam-packed panel, Alex Dono alongside my co-host as always, Jerry Mancini. We have Gianni, no, not Super League, <laughs> we, we've got a, a fellow Super League member, Daniel Lucci, Juventino in the house, and we have our good pal Nando Magnus back with us, and hey, we're, we're Definitely, we'll get into some Serie A stuff as well, but we wanted to really focus on the topic that is, it's uh, it's really thrown Calcio fans and, and world football fans for an absolute fucking loop over the past 48 hours. Uh, most people are, are very angry. Some people are just a little bit angry. Some people are indifferent. I'm yet to meet too many people who are like thrilled with this Super League idea. I, I have a few thoughts on it before we go around the table. Uh I, I can just to outline some of the reasons why people are are upset. I can totally understand all of it. Uh, you know this this super league. It's going to widen. In theory, it's going to widen the wealth gap between some of the richest clubs in the world with the less rich clubs. So you know you've got fear of even more competitive imbalance, right? Because there's already you know in most of these top leagues, there's a pretty big difference between the haves and the have-nots. So this you know all the revenue and all the money these teams are getting for joining Super League would certainly, in theory, Whoops. you know, make things even less competitive and widen that wealth gap. You know, the Super League itself, guys, um, you know, regardless of whatever sanctions may come out of this from UEFA and from uh, and from the domestic leagues, and we'll talk about that, the Super League itself is going to feel less competitive than traditional Champions League, you know, since most of the teams in it, 15 out of the 20, according to the proposal, have guaranteed spots, so there's no merit. You don't have to earn your spot. You don't have to finish top four. It's not uh, It's not a merit-based system like Champions League, so it's going to feel less competitive. And then there's also the factor of when you have all the regular squads that are in it year after year, meetings between teams like, you know, let's say Chelsea and Real Madrid, you know, teams that don't face each other on a regular basis are going to feel less special when they happen multiple times every year. And, you know, and, and you talk about, you know, not only the competitive balance within the Super League, but then that takes something away from the leagues themselves, guys. Even if at the end of the day, the teams that are forming the Super League are allowed to stay in their domestic leagues. And I do think that's going to happen. And I'll explain why in a minute. But in the domestic leagues, you know, you won't have uh, exciting races for top four because even if there's still a Champions League, it's going to feel less important than a lot of the top teams will be in Super League anyway. Uh, and, you know, biggest point here, guys, is um, despite all of these grievances, despite all of, uh, you know, football Twitter, you know, being outraged by this, um, this doesn't surprise me one bit. Um, and you heard, you know, some of the comments that Florentino Perez, the president of Real Madrid, who's president now of Super League made today. None of this really surprises me. I know that these big clubs, guys, have been annoyed for years about UEFA's lack of transparency. And I do think that there are big issues at UEFA, big issues at FIFA. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean two wrongs make a right, but there are big problems with UEFA. I mean, we don't know how much revenue they're pocketing for themselves. Nobody knows for sure. As Florentino Perez pointed out tonight, uh, they don't even publish the salaries of their executives. So we have really no idea exactly how corrupt these guys are. And, you know, a lot of these bigger clubs, I know that you look at them as being some of the richest clubs in the world, but... Uh, I feel that the pandemic really accelerated this, that Super League, I know it's been talked about for years, but it may not have actually come to a head today uh, or yesterday, I should say, if not for the fact that so many of these clubs have lost a ton of revenue over the past year due to COVID. 
And this Super League, it's like a cheat code for printing money. It's like an ATM. I mean, you think about Barcelona, their balance sheet is upside down. Juventus have debt problems. Obviously, Inter's debt is very well publicized. And so right off the bat, even for joining this league, before you add in you know, TV revenues and all that, just for joining the league, uh, teams are going to be handed. Each team will be handed 425 million euros just for joining. And I use, you know, Inter for an example. They're about 300 million in debt. So it's like you wave a magic wand with this uh, Super League stuff. It's like the debt just completely disappears. And, you know, another thing for why I'm sure some clubs feel like they're backed into a corner to join this. I just like I, it's hard for me to speak for what's going on in England because most of their clubs have their own stadiums and revenue streams. But that's been a lot tougher in Italy. Now, Juventus, they have their stadium. And I know uh, Gianni can relate with the struggle because, you know, uh, Roma, they, they've been trying to get their own stadium forever. And the freaking bureaucracy, bureaucracy of the Italian government is impossible and uh, you know i know inter and milan have been trying to get their stadium built for new revenue it's not been approved yet in milano so it's like hey they're holding you know, our governments are holding revenue back from us we want to be able to join a super league and create revenue so bottom line for me guys i don't like it i understand why people are complaining about it but i'm not surprised by it because these big clubs have found a way to circumvent uefa and say we can make a ton of money that we can't make otherwise so i want to i want to open up the forum guys let me start with uh the other guy on the panel who whose team is in this thing and you know the president of juventus was instrumental in setting this up he's one of the vice presidents of the super league i mean uh, lucci what what are your thoughts on this are you surprised by it and do you like it yeah, Alex, I'm, I'm very much with you on this. I'm not totally surprised as they've been talking about it for the past little while. And, you know, uh, like you mentioned, Juve and, and Barca are in some serious debt, um, which wasn't going to, you know, subside, you know, by just playing in Champions League or just winning Serie A. So uh, the pandemic has definitely played a role in maybe um, speeding up this process a little bit. And and like you said, it's, it's kind of hard to turn down, you know, 400 million euros or whatever it is you know to join a league and, and you can be one of the founding members and one of the founding teams along with the the co-chair so i'm interested to see how this actually plays out i still don't know if i completely believe it's actually going to happen um but um yeah like like i'm i'm, I'm obviously going to watch it i'm not going to say i'm not going to watch it you know i don't believe in it whatever like i know some fans are on one side of the spectrum compared to you know you're going to follow your team no matter what that's kind of where I where I stand. I I not necessarily agree with it, but I'm gonna support my team. I'm gonna watch wherever they play. I, obviously, you want to watch them play against some of the top uh, European competitions. So, see what happens. I mean, I, I already promised uh, Jerry that if if the Super League backfires, uh, I'm gonna become a Lazio supporter. So you need <laughs> that going for you, my friend. Uh, J- Jerry, let me bring you in on this. You, my friend, have been very active on social media. I saw a lot of photos with you putting middle fingers up in the air uh, when discussing <laughs> Super League. So uh, w- w- what are your thoughts, Jerry? I'm with Lucci. Until it, 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 you know, as much as I, I'm very active, I like to be – I know a lot of people like to hear what I think. Or some, I, Not a lot, some maybe, but I, I do – I do agree with Lucci. <laughs> Lucci said it the, the right way. Until it happens, it happens. Like, he's right. Nothing has been set in motion. Apparently, there's contracts already been signed. You can't back out of it. This team wants to join. That team doesn't want to join. 
you know what? I've been talking, and my my wife has been playing soccer since she was young, okay? And she said better points than I did, actually. And she said it perfect. Do you want to watch the same fucking team play 12 times a year? Like, seriously, Liverpool versus Madrid every two weeks. Like, it's going to – and what are you playing for? Yeah. Like, no, what are you special anymore. The whole point of Serie A is not just to win a Scudetto, but it's also to, like – you 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 want to basically go to the Champions League. So how do you go to the Champions League? Well, you got to win top four spot. There's significance to winning the league. Like I was watching a, a show today with Carlo Gorgonese and and forgot what his name. I think it was a soccer player, Kevin something. I forgot what it was, but he kept on saying, "When you're the player, you have a passion to win. You win at all costs. You want to play against the best teams. Fine, you're playing against the best teams." But what are you playing for when it's just 12 teams in a league? Like, really? Well, I mean, so supposedly, I, I, there, supposedly there's going to be 20. I mean, there, there's tw- there's 12 permanent members who have signed up. They say that there are three more that are either being recruited or maybe they're, you know, uh, they, they don't want to uh, – they want a low-key kind of high – so it's like – the thing is, the, the PSG thing, it, it sounds a little shady to me, right? Because I have a hard time believing PSG don't want to be a part of it, Right. I, I can I can actually I can believe Bayern that Bayern wouldn't want to be a part of it because something like I respect how well that club is run and Bundesliga clubs are are partly owned by supporters anyway so they might be a little bit more legitimate in in you know their claims that they don't want to be part of it PSG I, I think that they're being snakes like I think PSG want to make sure that they get their champions you know if they win Champions League or maybe they win it by disqualification because the other three teams would be maybe yanked out so I think PSG wants to win their Champions League and then say fuck you I'm going to Super League hold on I I think PSG is in a position where they're financially stable and they're not backed up they're not against a wall where they need to join this league Whereas the rest of these clubs are really in a financial situation, like you guys were just saying before. And and, and if the pandemic never happened, would the Super League be happening right now? Because I, I doubt it. I don't think so. I think for the first time, these big clubs don't know how to run their clubs. They're they're confused because they're so good at spending, but they're not good at being really cost efficient. Teams like Napoli and, and Lazio and Serie A, seriously, and I'm not. I'm just picking them for example. They know how to budget their 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 books and keep everything afloat, and not go into massive debt. Whereas Juventus, Inter, Milan, um, Barcelona, Madrid, they are so used to spending and, and living on debt. Now all of a sudden, they're not able to do this anymore. They have to like adapt to a new world where they're no longer they're the elite. Who used to spend so much in past years? It, it, it's it's a new accommodation to them. Where okay, all of a sudden we're not making money on ticket sales. We don't have fans coming to the games. There's are so many factors that have hurt their club, and they don't know how to offset such high wages and everything else that's gone with their club. So now they're in a difficult situation. All yeah. of a sudden, you got this fucking super league comes along. Let's take let's let's strangle the the elite teams. And make them into an elite club because we can pour that money back into their club and fix it. So hey, we'll we'll pull in four hundred and fifty billion, whatever the freak number it is, <laughs> and, and we'll share it evenly. And you guys are all back to where you were five years ago, greedy motherfuckers who basically can outbid everybody, and we'll just make it amongst us because we know that we have all the fans personally. But another thing is, I don't even think the fans are going to show up for this. 
Especially yeah, the and, and here's let me interject one quick point, and then I want to bring uh, Nando and Gianni on it. Um, I, I I will say that the Super League I think is going to cater more to casual fans than ultras, like hardcore fans. To me, you know, p- people like all, all five of us, we're going to watch our fucking team no matter who they're playing against. I'm playing against Crotone, great, I'm going to watch it. But the majority of the world are going to specifically pick and choose like, oh, hey, I, I haven't watched Real Madrid all year, but El Clasico is this weekend, so I'm going to turn on the game. Oh, I haven't watched Juventus all year, but it's the Derby d'Italia this week, so I'm going to watch that, right? So they're they're catering to the casual fans because, you know, if you, you – know, people like us and, and hardcore ultras may be pissed off, but, you know, the casual fan is going to see, oh, my God, Super League game on this weekend, and I've got – you know, Liverpool versus Barcelona for the second time in a month. This is fantastic. I'm going to watch it. I, I think I think that they are really catering this more to the casual fan than they are to the hardcore football fan. Uh, Nando, you've been looking like you're itching to make a point, my friend. What do you got? Oh, man, where do I start with this morally bankrupted league? Florentino Perez. <laughs> Isn't this like the most corrupted motherfucker on the planet? <laughs> he literally ruined the game 20 years ago with this stupid fucking Galacticos. <laughs> Era, by literally going into Barcelona and handpicking, actually, no, not handpicking, and literally plucking away Luis Figo from Barcelona and bringing him to Real Madrid for then a world record fee of, I think it was like 80 million euros. I, mean, I, don't, I don't remember. So, like, this is like the pot calling a kettle black with this guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> His net worth is 2.2 billion. Uh, fuck Perez. Yeah. Fuck Perez and all this. That guy shouldn't be mouthing out. Everything enough you need to know, man. Two point two billion. Okay, he, guys? Should, he, he shouldn't be mouthing out about about franchise, about money and finances. This guy is destroyed. Uh, mind you, football was already destroyed at one point, but he literally yeah. tipped it over the edge with this. He made it an arms race. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember his uh, his statement back in two thousand and four. He's like, "We're gonna build a team of." of Zidane's and Pavon's. So just to give you some context, Zidane was a Galactico and Francisco Pavon was a Madrid youth player who didn't demand anything. He kind of, kind of sucked. So um, let's let's talk here. Uh, how do I feel about this? Obviously, I don't like it. Um, I really like what Sevilla came out and said today. And um, they, they, they got it right on the nose. I'm just going to read it. They go, furthermore, the creation of the Super League would only serve to satisfy the selfish, selfish interests that look to enrich the founder clubs who already have far larger budget, budgets than the rest of the West of the world football. This will impoverish football in general and the teams outside of the Super League. At the same time, it would be a severe blow to their society and would punish the vast majority of real football fans who would be left without the true essence of our sport, the excitement of watching their team and seeing them compete for their goals. I mean, I love Sevilla from top to bottom. Like, that is one of my favorite teams, the way they're structured, the way they build. I think they're uh, pissed because they weren't invited. Ah, well, yeah. you know what? Let's be honest. Sevilla, Sevilla merited merit to be there, but more, more so than Tottenham. Well, why the fuck yeah. is Milan there? Like, did it, like honestly, the biggest has been. Well, here's okay. the thing. Like, here, here's what this tells me. Um, they they didn't they didn't pick clubs really based on recent performances. I think they just picked clubs a who want to be a part of it, mm-hmm. and b clubs with big fan bases from big markets. Because yeah, I I could argue what the fuck are, are Tottenham and Arsenal doing in there? Yeah, but yeah, yeah they, they, honestly, right? I mean, you know, honestly, a huge market. Yeah, totally. But I mean, aren't these like are, honestly aren't Tottenham and Arsenal fans are already tired of sucking in their own respective leagues. Same thing with Milan. Like honestly, they can't. Like, this is the first time. First time these Milan cracked top four in how long? And uh, they're gonna go to another league and suck even more. But let's be honest. Like uh, Arsenal, Milan, 
Tottenham, they're not going to do anything in this league. It's just, it's, it's bullshit. It's such a, a plastic garbage league. Just like, just like Sevilla said to enrich these founder clubs. And you know what? Like it serves no purpose. Like, like Jerry said, what, what's the point of this? Like, what are, what do we like? What is the point of this? What's the point of the, of the domestic money. leagues? Yeah. Money. Most point of the domestic leagues, when you qualify for the champions, League, that's really literally a tournament where all the best teams in the world, I like we discussed earlier today, I think the Champions League is a little too big, but we have to expand it. But and they're going to make it bigger, the, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about the best clubs in European football competing because out of their own merit. And the Super League is based off whatever fan bases. Like you know, like I get it; it makes sense financially. But football is 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 much more than just money. It's it's it's, it's tradition. It, no one it really bothers me to my core. Like I I, I don't like it at all. Like. Even if Lazio were involved, they, they probably would have been involved if this was 20 years ago, let's be honest, but I still wouldn't mm-hmm. like it. Like, There's something about, uh, like, let's be honest here, like, uh, our, our, none of our team, except Luch, but like none of our teams have won a championship in so long, but we get the pleasure watching our teams finish top four. It gives us something to look forward to. Hey, we're Napoli playing. has the Coppa Italia last year. Let us enjoy that, okay? There we go. <laughs> yeah. I, I've already... I, I'm not even a Chelsea fan anymore. I, I, I will not support them if they choose to go into the Super League. I refuse to, to support that. I'll tell you that right now. That's on the record. Like, I don't care if I have apparel. I don't care if I've gone to games. Oh. I don't care all that stuff, man. You think Lotito would turn down this money to join? He already, well, he already said he wouldn't join. Really? I, yeah, yeah, I believe, I you believe yeah, that? I don't, I don't believe that. I don't exactly. believe that either. I, I don't believe it. And I'll, I, and I'll be the, the, the non-bias here, and I'll say it right now that if Lotito was offered – billions of dollars, whatever the agreement is, you're telling me he wouldn't take that money. That guy's in debt right now. He's not in debt, but he's still paying off the debt from previous owner. And, like, I, I just think that Latito's a snake. He's a big snake, and we know how he is. He would jump. If today Laurentino Perez says he want to join the Super League, We'll give you this, 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 and that. He's signing on the dot, man. He is jumping. He's jumping the ship. You know, you know, J- J- Jerry, there, there's, some, there's something else you said there about how, and, and obviously Lazio is your primary club, but you, you do also support Chelsea, and, and you mentioned that you, you don't want to support them after this. Um, I, I got to speak up, and I want uh, – well, actually, I, I do want to bring in Johnny uh, as well, but let me just speak up real quick because, listen, you, you guys know I'm an Interista, and even if I'm not completely happy about this, like I, I – just because I'm, I, I can't stop supporting my club. Like I, I, I've been in this my entire life, and it's like I, I can be pissed off at a situation. I can understand, you know, the reality of uh, of this is just the way the sport is going. I, I wish I could do something to fight it. I mean, I don't know if me stopping supporting my club would make any difference, but I just can't do it, man. I'm, I'm in too deep, and I, I don't have to be. I don't have to be thrilled with it, but at the same time, it's like there's. There's really nothing I, I can do. I'm 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 gonna keep supporting Inter no matter what. Uh, Gianni, what do you think about all this, man? Well, what the Spafo said is exactly what my thought is, and what to touch upon what Nando said. If there's positions locked for these teams and they can be mediocre and there's no danger of relegation, that's completely unfair. If you're constantly getting 300 million per year and you're still competing in the domestic league, that's unfair to the 17 other teams in Italy, for example. Yeah. Like what? Like how? How do? How the hell do you expect teams like? Okay, let's just put the other the other three: Napoli, Roma, and Lazio. Like, I'm, who cares about the teams that I support? Like, how do you expect the other three to even have a chance to compete for a league title when they're probably getting what in profits, maybe 40, 50 million euros a year? If I'm being generous, whereas these other clubs just get three hundred million euros just for existing. Yeah. It's not right. It's not what sport is. Sport is about 
rewarding the team that was the better team in that game. Like at the end of the day, you watch a game, what, the winner is the better team versus the loser, right? That's that's what the point of competition is. This eliminates competition. It doesn't exist. Oh, yeah, sure. You have five spots available for whatever team, but it doesn't matter. These 15 teams are still locked. Now, if you tell me this is a tactic to go against Champions League where these are just the starter teams, but every team's at risk of not qualifying right. for it, then maybe I'll lean towards it. But if you're yeah. telling me, oh, no, these 15 teams, they can be crappy in their domestic leagues. They don't care. Like you can you can play your farm teams or your prospects every game and finish last in the league, but come Super League, you'll pay all your all your best players. That's not right. It's not right. It feels like as if you like if you're a fan of the other teams, you don't matter. In the eyes of them, you don't matter. I know it's the truth. You don't you don't technically matter in the end of the, at the end of the day. But it, it that's that's just what it screams to me. It's like okay, the years and years and years of that your club spend spent just establishing their history all the league titles all the champions league trophies or whatever names they were in the past all like these hundreds of years of actually earning these rewards in my eyes you're just spitting on it yeah in my yeah. eyes you're spitting yeah. on it because you're just telling the league where you earn these titles from oh you, you guys you know what i'm not making enough money here i'll go make a little bit i'll go make more money here because it's free oh, i'll give you guys a bit but i'm gonna go to the guys that are giving me more money I'm going to give my attention well, to them. I'm sorry. That's just wrong. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying I disagree with you, John. I, I agree with you. you. You make some great points. The thing is, when you're comparing tradition and history of Calcio and football and everything, it's so much different now. It, these 12 teams, these 15 teams, 20 teams, whatever it ends up getting to, it's all about business. It's all about the money coming in because these guys can't afford to keep spending hundreds of millions of dollars to buy players, to buy Ronaldo, to buy Barella, to buy all these guys they need to have these extra funds coming in or else you know, I understand soon enough you're gonna be you're gonna be oil owned like PSG and, and Man City but so, I, I I understand so you know, that so you know what you're like we've seen Italian Arangeti too bad you spent like exactly idiots. you you perfect exactly just to, wait, 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 one minute, guy. That, why not do it well, and, and also bullshit. the thing is, like, like okay, obviously the, the clubs that are in this, uh, most of them, I mean, again, it, it seems to me like the English clubs are in a lot better shape because their fucking TV deal is massive, but apparently yeah. they, they need handouts as well. But I, I, know, I know the Italian teams and the Spanish teams probably need this even, even more badly. And yeah, listen, it's easy to say, oh, well, look, why are you spending all this money and building up this debt? But Nobody could predict the pandemic. Like, okay, right. yeah. I mean, cl clubs like Barcelona and Real Madrid and Juventus, they spend a ton of money. They take on debt because you're counting on having, you know, in, in some of their cases, you know, 80,000 people in your stadium or in Juve's case, like 38,000 people, but they're paying ticket prices through the roof. And then you can't imagine a day when that revenue disappears for 13 months just out of the blue. So, yeah, these teams were taking on debt, spending a lot more money, but that's their business model, and you cannot predict losing that uh losing all that revenue in the snap of a finger there was no way for them to predict that mm -hmm. but everyone's lost money and not only them like yeah the but, but the ones who spend more uh who have higher budgets uh and and obviously yeah everyone's lost money but but the teams that take on the most debt lose the most because they're the ones who were spending more before this started and listen yeah you we can praise you know teams like napoli and lazio are very fiscally responsible they have a different business model from teams like uh, like Barcelona and Juventus, like the, 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 those teams don't you know uh, don't don't typically spend high wages and spend 80, 90 million transfer fees, fees on players. The the teams that did that take on more debt and they get in bigger trouble.
Mm-hmm. Well, their problem. Too bad. Just like you know, like pandemics well, happen. Yeah, like, problem, they, they, now they're fixing it. Okay, like they they've come up with a solution. We just don't they, like the yeah. solution. They, they they came up with a solution, but like literally the whole footballing world is kind of speaking out against it. And just a quote: there was a quote from Lotito, Jerry, back in 2019. Of uh, there was chatter of the Super, super League, and he said it. Well, it's in Italian. It's like per la Superlega c'è una filosofia legata solo solo al business che non rappresenta la passione dei tifosi. So that means he's he spoke against it. So, so Lotito's not really for it. Obviously, I know it's from 2019, but uh, I really don't see him changing that type of philosophy because he, he just I don't want to delve too much on Lazio, but he he was in the shits with the fans at the beginning. So, I mean, he's kind of warmed up to them. So, I I kind of I I do see a sort of um, genuine uh, tone to this, and like. We'll see how he, we'll see what he says in a few days, but um, I still I, I don't think he's going to deviate much from that statement. So something I want to go ahead, Jerry. Here's the biggest thing, okay? I think it's a kind of this is a slap in the face to all the players too, because I feel bad for the players because the, the, the players on these twelve teams are now getting shit on, and they had nothing to do with this. They had nothing yeah. to do with this decision. Not, not even just them, just all league, like all players around. Not being informed, like not not having an idea what was coming up, like like you would think that this would be communicated between team and players, and then communicated to the leagues. This was done behind their backs. So think about what the players feel like. They kind of feel disrespected if they if they live in a in a old school tradition where they believe in hard work. Think about what they 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 had to earn to get to what they were at. They're at now, like a guy like Messi, who was lived, who was born with nothing, and then the team came, gave him what they helped him, and he succeeded on his own as well, going through the rankings and being able to achieve trophies and success and everything. Like, and that's just one guy. There's so many players that have gone through tradition, like trying to win games and stuff like that. Now all of a sudden, what, what does it mean to them? Like. I, I don't know. I, I think it's a bad taste for players, and, and it, it, it makes them think, do I really want to join a league like this? What's going on? Well, how can we trust the owners if this shit's going happening behind our backs? And, and and no one knows how they really feel. Certain players have, have spoken out vocally on Twitter. Gary um, Neville. Gary Neville, but we don't know the vast majority of how players feel. And it would, would they really support it? Like, I know, and my wife knows how much I've been looking at this, and she's really like I I, I reference her because she understands a lot too, and she said a good point. What about if a player wants to opt out of his contract now? That's well, a, point. That's a yeah. great point. She said, "Great point." She's, she's like, "What about if I want to opt out of my contract and I don't support the notion of a super league? What do I do now?" Yeah, I well, think you, you can you can. I'm sure their contracts has a clause where they're able to break it and then say we're out. We're gonna. Do you yeah, really think, yeah, uh, yeah, they can break it. They better, they better pay the money. Pay, yeah. Do you really think a guy like Griezmann getting twenty million euros a year at Barcelona is going to say I'm opting out? No, yeah, exactly. That's another I, thing. You think these players really care though? As long as they're getting paid, I think they care for the moral aspect of it. Because let's yeah. remember, a lot of these guys grew up. Listen, I think it depends on the player. To be honest, yeah, yeah. no, that's true. Yes, granted, but like a lot of these guys are fans growing up. Let's be honest. Like if yeah. you're a fan of the sport, you don't play. 
Um, a lot of them grew up supporting a team, a local club, whether it's I love Lazio, Gianni is confused about two teams, but I still love him. <laughs> Alex is a big Interista, Jerry is a Lazio like myself, and uh, Muscle Man Luch is uh, Juventino. <laughs> <laughs> so we all grew up with a specific, we, we, we got attached to these teams, whether if it was from a family member, a nonno, a cousin, an uncle. So we grew. Why do they get attached to that team? Again, tradition. There's a certain tradition involved with these teams, and there's a certain tradition watching them. Like I've been to several lots of games in my in my life. Like I I I, I love the atmosphere there. There's a I get a, a specific type of a special nostalgia when I'm at the stadium, and that's what it is being a fan. And like a lot of these players know that, but unfortunately, a lot of their their futures tied to these morally bankrupted clubs. So maybe they'll say. Maybe they'll say a little thing or two here and there, but at the end of the day, they're not they're not gonna drop their millions upon millions yeah. of euros per year. You know what I mean? If if I may just make two quick points to add to that. So what let's just say in a hypothetical scenario, it gets locked where if you participate in the super league, you do not uh, you're not allowed to participate in UEFA or FIFA competitions involving international teams. Let's just say in a hypothetical world. Okay. Um I think players that are from nations that have realistic chances of winning an international comp like France, Italy, Spain, what, what Germany, whatever. Um, well, mind you, there's no German teams involved. But I think because they, they grow up, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but when I used to play soccer as a kid, I used to imagine myself lifting the World Cup trophy for Italy. Type oh, yeah. of thing, even though, Did you do like, it in FIFA? <laughs> yes, I did many times. Okay, good. Congratulations. In FIFA, I fucking suck at that game. Yeah, but um, and but like you don't. Let's be realistic. You only learn about Champions League or the value of what a Champions League trophy is when you become maybe a young adult or a teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of these people grow up wanting to win an international trophy. If they tr- if they're from these countries, I think maybe at a young age or maybe in their in their in their prime. They might not sign for these leagues, or they might want to opt out from these leagues because, um, because like you can't if you can't play in a national team, then what's the point of being a player? Yeah, money talks at the end of the day. I get that, but for some players, especially in these nations, I think they would probably just be like, "Nah, you know what? Maybe at the end of my career, when I've made a name for myself, then I'll get an easy fifty million euro contract, whatever the hell it is, because money's no longer an object in this league. Uh, I'll go for it," you know. And okay, maybe if you have like a player like Ronaldo playing there, um, maybe a young kid who idolized them at 18, 19 years old, who's like just breaking into the league, might sign for a super league just to have that opportunity to play with Ronaldo at the end and end of his career. Then after that, it'll be like, okay, well, he's retired. There's no point in me. I only came here for him, so I'll leave. I'm just throwing examples here. And the second thing I want to make is that it, like what Lucci said, it really depends on the player. And I have to agree with him there because I'll use Insigne as an example. Insigne, let's say, for example, the Super League happens and Insigne gets like an offer of like 20 million euros a year to go play for, I don't know, Juve or Milan or Inter, let's just say. That guy's not going to accept it. Even though, like, yeah, money talks. I don't know. The guy no, show but he would accept Napoli if they joined the Super League. He would stay with them because he All loves right. that team so much. He would stay with Napoli if they joined right. the Super League. I won't. I won't disagree with that. But Napoli apparently is not important enough to join the Super League, even though they won a, a, one more European title than a couple of teams in there. You know. But what I'm trying to say is that Tottenham? probably, yeah, there you uh, yeah, go. Tottenham, probably, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know. 
turn down 20 million euros, Johnny. That's big. That's tough. Yeah, but Nando, think about this. You grew Ooh. up. In, you grew I don't know up about that, Johnny. We're not talking about like one or two million euros extra on top of his going to be 20 million. But think That's about this. You grew up in Napoli. You're playing for the hometown team. You are the hometown hero. If you accept this offer, especially we know how the Napolitans are, you're going to get lynched the moment you come back to the city. So he they, moves they, they rob their players at gunpoint in that city. He, he, moves, he, moves, he moves the body instead. It's right it's just <laughs> on the other side. It's fine. The, the guy can't, yeah. Imagine not being able to show your face in your own home city ever again. Because the, people are crazy there. Some people they, they are, but you know the beauty about that people forget. It's okay. Mm. It, it's okay. Listen. So you're, if Barca or Real came and offered him that kind of money, you think he'd turn it down? I think of course he, of course he wouldn't. Of what exactly. that's what I'm like. Maybe another Syria team or another Italian team. I get that, but I, if if Man City yeah. or or Barca or Real came and offered him that, I, I think that's kind of hard to turn down. I don't know. It's the hometown team. It's his hometown mm-hmm. team that he idolized okay. watching growing I get up. It. I hey, get can, it. Can we <laughs> just agree that no team in the world is going to give him that kind of money? Let's be honest. Oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is Good that if, big money is no longer an object, and I'm saying they're going to throw offers at these players. Do you, and I think. I think it does depend on a case by case. I'm just using a player like Insigne yeah, because yeah, I, he's a I hometown player playing for the hometown team. Do you guys but, think? Uh, do you guys think uh, Italy would be okay with the players out of the Euro, uh, the, this Euro Super League? Let, 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 hold, hold on, on that for a second. Let, let, let me go around the table on that topic, and, and Nando, I'll, I'll start with you, okay? Because um, uh, I, 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 to me, it, it sounds like these clubs have already gone so far that maybe one of the only things that, that would stop it would be legislation. Like we had uh, one of our commenters said that they had like an emergency session of, of parliament about it in England. So, I mean, if it's like an act of God or, or government stopping it, maybe that, um, or maybe they see the public opinion is so against it. They decide it's not even worth pissing this many people off. I don't know. But one thing I know that there's been a threat from UEFA and FIFA on how they want to stop this. And I, I want to get you guys' take on whether you believe that this could actually happen because I have a theory, okay? When you hear about, you know, UEFA uh, basically encouraging these domestic leagues to say we're going to ban, you know, the, the teams that are breaking off of the Super League, what, six English clubs, three Italian, three Spanish, we're going to ban them from competing in their domestic leagues. Uh, and FIFA talking about banning players on those teams from international tournaments like the Euros, like the World Cup next year. Personally, I think it's an empty threat. Uh, I, I think it's a very powerful threat to make just to even throw it out there like, hey, we're trying to scare them away from forming this league. But the reason why I think it's an empty threat is at the end of the day, if Serie A were to permanently ban um, you know, three of their largest clubs. I mean, when it comes to the media market and the revenues, the three largest clubs, if Serie A were to actually decide, you know what, we're banning Juventus and Inter and Milan from ever competing again, at the end of the day, Serie A is hurting Serie A more than they're hurting those clubs, right? Because you know, th- th- this is illegal, let's not forget, because uh, we it goes beyond ticket sales and the games being entertaining, because I do think you could still have an entertaining league without those teams. But you're talking about TV deals all over the world. They get negotiated every couple of years. And you're putting yourself in a position of weakness. If you're Lega Serie A and you're saying, hey, by the way, in a couple of years, we need to renegotiate our United States TV deal and our Italian TV deal and our Canadian TV deal with the zone and our German TV deal. Then you're putting putting yourself in a position of weakness if you're trying to negotiate these deals without having three of the biggest clubs in the league. And then when it comes to the national team standpoint, do you really think 
FIFA wants to put on a World Cup with, you know, no players from these six Premier League clubs, no players from Real Madrid and Barcelona, no players from Juventus. I mean, it, it sounds to me like the, it's a powerful threat, but it's an empty threat because at the end of the day, again, the World Cup is another thing that depends on ratings and mass viewership all over the world. I don't think they really want to hurt themselves as badly. What do you think, Nando? That's a deep question with many layers around that, Alex. But I'll try to answer this as objective as I can. Uh, I like the idea in principle. Like they tell the, they'll tell the teams, they'll tell the players, fuck. Actually, they'll say the, the ball is in your court to the players. You decide. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the end of the day, my personal opinion is I think they'll negotiate some sort of new Champions League deal uh, between the clubs and uh, UEFA. Uh, but I I support that notion by FIFA. You know what? Fuck it. People are still going to watch the World Cup. You're, gonna, you're, you're telling me that, I don't know, when Senegal or these small nations qualify for, I know it's a small example. You're mm-hmm. telling me these, the, the fans from these smaller nations won't watch? They're, of course they're going to watch. The casual supporters are going to watch the World Cup. The World Cup is much more than a football tournament. It's much more than a, a, a bunch of 22 players on the pitch kicking the ball into a net. It's a it's a tradition. Back to the essence of the sport. Um, we live in Montreal here. I'm pretty sure it's the same in Toronto for Dan um, and uh, Jerry. And Jerry. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like when Italy plays, we go to the we go to the local bar. We watch it with friends. Like it's 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 camaraderie. It's it's getting together, supporting your heritage. Like you watched it with your nonni. You watched it with your cugini. You watched it with everyone. So I don't watch it with nobody. Yeah, you know what I mean, Jerry. I like watching games alone too. I stopped watching games after Euro 2008 with friends and family, oh, but I'm just saying in general. But like, a lot Nando, of we can't get together to watch the game. What is this? I was hoping oh, to do something fuck like that. that hey, this man. guy calling me out on live stream, yes, but you know what I mean. There's much, <laughs> there's much more to it than just watching the players. Yes, the players are a big aspect, I'm not discounting that, but. People watch the World Cup, the Euro Cup, for much more than just a regular couch show or a football tournament. That's my that's my take. At the end of the day, it's probably an empty threat because people do want to watch Ronaldo. They do want to watch uh, Messi. <laughs> Messi. They do want to watch. Uh, Neymar is a PSG. Griezmann. That's what they want to see. Yeah, so that's my opinion. Like, I, I just hope they come to some sort of agreement and just be like, you know what, guys, we're gonna pump pump more money into the Champions League. Fuck the Europa League. Let's make one big fucking tournament. Like, and I'm with I mean? you on that. I'm with you. And, and Lucci, I want to get your take because I think you and I both both have uh, the same theory that that if I, you know, m- maybe maybe what could stop the Super League would be UEFA agrees to some serious reforms and to cough yeah. up some more revenue. Well, what do you think? And and and, think, and do you, do you think these leagues would carry out the threat of of dropping these teams? Yeah. So to, to start on that, I think then coming to some sort of agreement would would only benefit, of course, the twelve fifteen teams that are willing to go to Super League. But um, that's the only way you're going to get. The, if this is legit, that's the only way you're going to get them to stay. So that's something UEFA is going to have to figure out. And hopefully they do come to some sort of agreement. I know it's probably not the way UEFA wanted it to go down, but sometimes you need to put, you know, you need to get your back against the wall and and this is how you're going to make things happen, right? At the end of the day, these owners are businessmen. They want to, you know, they want their money back on their investment. They want as much money back as they can get to reinvest in the the business and to the team and to whatever. Um, But I do think 
like you said, Alex, it's a big threat to threaten players to not play for their national team. Can they actually, like, I can't see them actually doing that though. I just, to me, it doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like it's an actual possibility because you're going to miss out on hundreds of top players around, you know, around the world, around Europe. It just doesn't make sense. Yes, Nando said you're still going to watch because it's tradition and this and that, but you might not get that, oh, you know, the odd fan that's going to watch, oh, the World Cup's on, oh, but, you know, Ronaldo's not playing, Messi's not playing. What do I want to, like, I don't know any of these guys, so why do I bother t- tuning in? Right? Yeah, and, and Luch, I mean, I, I live, uh, you know, I live in the United States, and it's, you know, it's pl- plastic as hell. Like, I, I see the yeah. way that they promote it on TV here. Like, when World Cup games come on, the commercials that they air are, hey, you know, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, Argentina play. Lionel Messi and Argentina play at, at 3 o'clock and Ronaldo and, and Portugal play at, at 2 o'clock today. So mm-hmm. it's like they, they you know, they they really promote the hell out of the players. And right. I, I can't speak for every country, but I – and obviously I'm a hardcore. I'm a junkie. I, you know, three years ago I watched every World Cup game that I could that I could see, you know, on, on TV live. So I'm all about it. I'm going to watch – they they could have like amateur players and I would still I would still watch it but but I see the way that they promote it down here and they really promote the star players heavily. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I uh, when uh, the World Cup happened in uh, in uh, 2018 on my lunch breaks I would just go to random cafes and just watch it was like Senegal versus um, I can't even recall but like obviously Koulibaly was there but I, yeah. but I I just wanted to watch soccer I I enjoy the World Cup um, but. At the end of the day, it's the FIFA World Cup. If they want to sanction it like that, if if it if it comes down to that, and we we're just speaking in hypothetics, but if it comes down to that, it's their tournament. They have a right to sanction it however they want to do it. And if they instate a rule that if you are a player participating in this Super League, unfortunately, it goes up against it goes against the the, the restrictions that we have. You cannot participate now. Now, if if like Mando said it perfectly, it puts the ball in the player's court. They have a choice to make now. It's like, do I stay with this team and uh, just play in a Super League? Or if I actually truly, genuinely want to win an international competition, tell my owner I would like to negotiate a release or maybe just sell me to another team. Just I would like I would prefer to play for the national team. And an owner was not going to – I mean – I can't. I, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but I don't think an owner is going to prevent a player. Actually, they might. I'm actually going to stop myself there. I think they might. I think they might. They might. Yeah, they might get petty because for them, it, the player is an asset. The player is not a person. The player don't, is an don't asset. tempt Agnelli because he he will yeah. uh, he will prevent. Sure, them. no, exactly. He, he, and that's and that's what that's what just it's unfortunate at the end of the day. It's it's in all sports, you know. Like we're all just assets. We're not. We're all just yeah. numbers. You just have ADL uh, letting Malik run on the bench for six months and then sell him for almost nothing. Fuck! <laughs> I forgot about Malik. Do you think that if you're if the um, UEFA changes the rules and like the money and everything, the structure of Champions League and Europa League, and compensate these teams on a higher profit revenues or whatever it may be? Because I was listening on various podcasts and like platforms and everything that. They had the chance, like years ago, to to basically fix the, the the structure and the format of the Champions League, and to benefit these teams. And that was never the case. And it's like UEFA and FIFA are pocketing a lot of money. So, can can maybe UEFA have the courage, say, like parties work together to improve? Champions League and Europa League, maybe like you guys said, making one big league or whatever it may be to to benefit all parties. 
because a lot think that UEFA is pocketing a lot of money. So, I, and again, I, I, I don't know personally what the financial numbers are. I don't know what the status is. That's not my, my, that's not my, like, my job. Like, I don't, that's not something I, it's not something I, I can really provide, but I, I just think that if these parties can work together and come with a solution, that might be the, the, maybe the only end game because I, it seems as if, it's not the leagues that's the problem we notice. It's it's the actual international competition that is the comp- that is the issue here. So, in, in all respect, the the teams are they they they're making the choice to to join this league, but at the same time, should they be penalized for joining when? Like, it's it's hard. Like I don't know how to put it into words, but like. It, it, should the clubs be penalized by the league when they're 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 just joining a separate league or like what do you think like here here's my thing I, I think I think morally it makes sense be because the the idea of the unfairness it's creating is you know the in Italy three teams England six teams Spain three teams the, the teams that are joining the super League are just going to be at such a financial advantage right mm-hmm. that morally I, I can completely understand the argument of why you would want to say we're going to draw a line in the sand and you mm-hmm. cannot be part of this domestic competition because the competition is no longer fair with you in it because you're, you're at such a different such a different uh, playing field it's not a level playing field anymore just just my, my thing Jerry and I, I want to ask this follow-up to you um, like morally it makes sense why these leagues would threaten to ban these teams I just don't think they can afford to do it because right. again you, you're talking about you know, six of the most uh, important clubs in England, and I know people are going to make jokes about, "Hey, well, look, look where Arsenal are in the in on the table and and Tottenham." That that's not the point. Those teams are in London; they make a ton of money. Like I'm, I'm talking financial power, not place on the table, right? So, six of the most important clubs in England, you know, the the three you know richest clubs historically in Italy, three richest clubs in Spain. Like, can these domestic leagues really afford to ban those teams? Because you're, it's like cutting off your nose to spite your face. Like, they're hurting themselves, Jerry. I, I think they're going to cut them off. I, I think that they're going to stand for what they believe in. I know that it, they might take a hit, but why would you want three teams that are a massive advantage? Who the fuck would want to watch Serie A anymore when you know that Inter, Milan, and Juventus are pouring in billions of dollars into their club now because of a Super League? Well, Serie A is no longer the Super League of what they were, their own Super League, but now they're the fucking joke league or whatever you want to call it. Uh, like, it, it, I don't I don't see these three teams being part of Serie A. They, they have a meeting next week in Milan face-to-face, so that should be interesting. I was reading about that. I personally will, will say that this will be their last season. If they do decide to join the Super League, they're not going to be part of Serie A. I think that these people... Remember, it's different than here. They, they live on tradition. Like, the, think about half of these owners. They're 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 seventy five, sixty. Like Cairo, Lotito. These guys live in the Stone Age. Okay, they don't believe in the in today's time. They still believe in what was built 40, 50 years ago. What? That's crazy. why Syria never gets better because they're living in ancient. I agree. Times. I, I, and I agree with you. I agree with you. It's absolutely true. But. The, until you you cast off these people, they're all going to vote against these three teams being a part of the league. I would say maybe most owners, and they're going to be gone. Even 
in the UK, you think London's going to allow these three teams? You think the the the, uh, the EPL is going to allow them to stay in? No, they're going to be all gone. All six teams will be gone. They don't give a fuck what they can do for the league. If, if they don't put their foot down, they're going to look like jokes. You know what I mean? There's I a notion here. I get it. There, there's a notion here. That, yeah, there's money involved, but these these leagues have been operating for years and years, and I think that they'll find a way to make sure that these leagues are still operating. Um, I agree with this comment, by the way, from Paul. I doubt UEFA is interested in what is fair or in open market conduct. It's this monopolistic monster that gave life to a super league. Here's the thing. This is like, guys, this is like a scene in a superhero movie where, you know, before the supervillain becomes a supervillain, this is like a great person that suffers some horrible tragedy and a supervillain is created. Let's not forget who created this supervillain. Like, yeah. I, I can agree. I can agree that Super League, it's it, it's an idea that really is a slap in the face to the, to, to the tradition of football. Uh, I just think everyone needs to realize that it, it got to this point. Yes, it is out of greed, but I think this greed was really created uh, by UEFA, why why don't we know how much the UEFA executives are making? Uh, like uh, I, I agree with something Florentino Perez said today. Everyone knows exactly to the dollar how much money LeBron James makes. No one has any clue how much money the president of UEFA is pocketing every year. Like there is an issue here. They created the supervillain. Yep. Yeah, and I don't think anybody who is outraged by this is defending UEFA or FIFA. Well, there was a few people today that were defending UEFA. I, I, yeah. yeah. I've it's, seen it. Oh, I've I, seen I it. Saw somebody. Like, okay, fair, fine. Some are defending UEFA and FIFA. I saw but some. I personally am against this because it's against the whole point of sports. And I saw a comment in the chat by by David about Yeah, like, that's an amazing that, he's been he's been hitting American the mentality out of this. We're North Americans, all of us. You know, yeah. we, we don't we, we don't necessarily agree with this change. Um, like it, if I can just draw a quick comparison, it's like as if the NHL is just, oh yeah, the original six teams will have our own individual league. The rest of you guys can do whatever you want. It's not right. right. And I'm a diehard Bruins fan. Like that's not right at all. Just because my club is almost a hundred years old. So what? It's, it's, it, it doesn't work like that. You're basically telling the other 25 teams soon to be 26. Well, you guys just don't matter. Your fan bases don't matter. And American sports to some degree have salary caps. So there is an even playing field. To touch upon what Donald said before, if yeah, they play in the domestic leagues and these top these top three teams now they're getting 300 million euros, it's not fair for the other teams. Even if they share, even they're like, okay, you know what? Yeah, we're making 300 million, but we'll give each club five million euros or 10 million euros. It's not going to be as close to what they just earned for just existing. That's it, 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 you're not create, creating any kind of parity at all because not everybody's getting an equal slice of the pie. But that's just. Well, that's it's just the same. It's the same works. in Syria, and it's the same in NHL, like you mentioned. Yeah. So you know the the bigger teams that get more viewers, like the Boston Bruins or the Maple Leafs, they're getting you know the same amount of money as Arizona Coyotes. Like, is that really There's fair? Revenue sharing. There's revenue sharing, and 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 Arizona Coyotes have been bailed out by the league many times because of revenue sharing. Exactly. So and, that- and you can also look at it on the flip side because listen, I'm a big NFL fan, and like a team like the Cincinnati Bengals have been a joke for my entire life. But there's like there, there's not enough incentive for them to get better because you know they're making a ton of money through the TV deals and the revenue yeah, sharing. Exactly. They can never be relegated because it's the freaking NFL. They don't do that. So that, that that's the crappy part of it, man. I mean, the listen, right. I, I may be North American. It doesn't mean I love everything about North American sports <laughs> sports leagues because it, it, it can be a pretty messed up system. 
Yeah, and like all I'm all I'm saying is that is it when you look at the teams that are bringing in more that have you know either high salary bills or whatever, but is it fair that they're making the same amount or have the same deal as the teams that are making the less? Well, like, if they actually care about the league, I mean, if uh, it, it's never going to happen, it's never going to happen because there's so much legislation, there's so much for sure. Red tape. What what's the term red tape? But like, there's never going to be like like what FIFA Fair Play was trying to do, but yeah, you know, failed miserably. It's like creating like an equal yeah. like a cap, like a hard cap for all teams across Europe to actually spend up until and go ahead, balance your books by yourselves. This is mm. the most you have a lot. You're allowed to spend. This is the minimum you have to spend. Try to make a competitive team with that because then at that point, if your finances are limited, you can make as much extra profits as you want with your merchants, merchandise sales, with your with your ticket sales, whatever, fine. That's good for you. But at the end of the day, if you actually do care about competition, this is the space you're allowed. Build the best team possible with this space. All of a sudden, your grassroots teams or your farm systems or your, your developmental camps become much more important. Your scouting becomes much more important. We're lucky here that we have a draft system. Your drafting becomes much more important and much more mm-hmm. tactical. It really promotes the growth of the game. And what this does, yeah, sure, casuals are going to go watch it, but it puts the whole – the whole game itself, the fans of the game up in arms and it, it, it creates a, it creates conflict. I, I, I understand from a business standpoint, money, money talks and you're right there, Dan. I just think that it's just completely unfair that there won't be any form of equal slice to the pie for the other teams. If you truly care about these other teams in the league. If right. that's and, and on that note, like, like what about this idea? One side, sorry, Alex. What, yeah, if, go ahead. what if the rest of the teams say the Lazio's, the Napoli's, the Ajax's, the rest of like these secondary European clubs form their own Super League? Now that I like. Fuck you, UEFA. <laughs> Just I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Want, I, I want everybody to leave the shackles of corrupt UEFA and FIFA. I, I I would love everybody to do their own. Thing. You, you know what? Like, let's do it by tier. Like, I think yeah. we just solved the fucking issue. Like, like mind you, like, dude. dude some the of the Gito teams. is the leader of the new league. Yeah, so like you get Nap- you get Napoli, Roma, on ADL, Napoli, oh, Roma, and Lazio form a super league with the other teams. You know, it's gonna be like a secondary team, mind you. <laughs> Arsenal, Milan, and uh, Tottenham shouldn't be in the top tier, but uh, anyway, so new world order. <laughs> you love my shots at Milan, eh, Alex? You love it. <laughs> oh, I love it too. Oh, I'm more shitty than the other fuck six. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, imagine, imagine even like the fucking relegation teams formed their own super league. Like, I don't know. With <laughs> I don't know. With, with, the, with the Nantes and the Crotone teams of the world, you know what I mean? I don't know who the fuck is last in Spain. I don't even know. Man. <laughs> like, anyways, that's exactly right. David hit it on the on the on the nail there. Like he hit a bullseye. Like these owners are yeah, they don't they don't own the team for tradition they own it for a business yeah. reason right, right. of course and, and, and don't yeah. get me wrong it's all it's all about business absolutely like who doesn't want to make money but at the same time you want to not forget the roots of where that club came from i think it's i think tradition is so much different in europe than it is in north america like yeah when you're when we talk about hockey here boston and montreal we don't i don't think there's a lot there's a history, but I found that the history is much stronger when it comes to like sports out in Europe with football. When I went to watch a game a couple of years ago, I went to watch Chelsea versus Southampton. And if it wasn't for this game, seriously, I would never be talking to you guys right now. 
I would give two shits about football. Seriously. You're doing a hockey pod. Oh, I'll be doing a hockey pod for sure because I, I live in Canada. That's what I grew up with. Like, that's Lucci. Like, that's all we care about here is hockey. Like, the Raptors only became on the map because they won t- two years ago or else they'd probably be non-existent probably right now. But what about the um, Carter years? <laughs> that's actually oh, true. Dude, I was into that. I love Vince Carter. Vince Carter was a goal. But still, yeah. when I when I went to um, St. Mar- Mary's Park and, and just the, the feel when I went the actual stadium okay walking down and and I, and I see everyone like with their scarves on and like basically just just there's like a tradition on Sundays where that is where they need to be it, it, it's ritual so when I got to the park I, I get into the actual stadium what was cool was that the away visitors like the, when you're the visitor you're in a separate separate like uh a part of the building where you are with your fans and you're closed off. Like the away fan, the home fans can't like interact with the visitors, which was pretty cool because when you walk in, it's everyone just drinking. And, and what it was really special was that the fans were singing their chants together. And the, and these songs, like the, the chants is what really was symbolic to me because there's significant words to their songs. Like, Frankie Lampard and what he did in the in the in the past and maybe Mourinho and whatever it may be. We like just we fly high and all these things. And then when I went to the crowd, I'd never seen such passionate fans rooting for their team nonstop for 90 minutes. Like it was amazing when they were winning three-nothing and they were like taunting Southampton as they were leaving, and they had these songs that like heckled them and everything. Like when you go watch a Leaf game. It is, it is no offense to most Leaf fans. It's a disgrace because 80%, no offense, but 80% of the stadium, okay, or the arena are business suits. And 20% is freaking actual real fans. Dude, it, it's like that in Miami Heat games. Like, like so people, it, it, yeah, it's like people who make millions of dollars are there to go clubbing after the game. Yeah. And, 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 and the true passionate Leaf fans are awesome. Because I've been heckled by them at games, and they come up to you after the game and like, "Hey, you're a true sportsmanship. Like, you're awesome. You understand banter, but that's just the way the game is." But like, I remember I watched a Leaf Oilers game two years ago. You can hear crickets if it was if there were crickets in the arena for how quiet it was. A one nothing game, and it was quiet. Like people were were trying to figure out if there was a hockey game going on. You don't hear no fans, nothing, and and. When you go to Europe, it's, it's. I even watched two games in Sweden, and it was amazing. Another experience I, I, I was able to like watch and like just to see the fans want to be there. There's a history to to being there. I think that's, and that's what really brought me back to the game because for so many years, not being able to watch you here, not having TV rights, TV deals. Um, Lucci can probably vouch for that. TLN lost the rights for. X amount of years. I didn't even know Dazen ex- existed seriously until like two years ago. Didn't know Dazen. I started with Dazen. Dazen didn't Neither exist. Did I until you let me use your password. Yeah. See? <laughs> has everyone has everyone bummed some Dazen here once? Like once in their life, I have. Like I, I think really? I, oh, I have. I, I think at one point I had like five people bumming off my Dazen. I'm like, okay. Yeah, Francesco yeah. still in the chat. I bum off his Dazen sometimes if I have no appointments at work. Dude, so I, I I've given like because. <laughs> Because uh, down here for City, uh, in in the states, we have uh, ESPN Plus, dude. I've 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 you know been very friendly and shared my password with a few people. Dude, this one buddy of mine stayed logged in on my password, and he like.
like changed all the settings because you can like on ESPN you select your favorite teams. And <laughs> this guy, like, if you th- if you think Johnny is bad supporting two clubs, my friend Manny supports like twelve clubs around the world. So he he set like all of his favorite teams or like yeah. fucking Real Madrid and and Bayer, and he set all these teams. Like, bro, come on, man! He's a glory hunter, basically. On my password. He's a glory hunter, basically. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I gotta like. I really, I'm really liking what David Lon Lonhol. Sorry for the. He's a Lazio fan. I'm sorry, the Lazio David. He's a he smart is, guy. He is. Yeah, this guy is hitting the nail on the head with every fucking comment. I love this guy. Follow me on uh, uh, Twitter, Dave. Like, I like connecting with Lazio fans, unless you already do under some alias. But anyway, <laughs> um, he's a Lazio fan. <laughs> You know, you know, I, I just want to touch on the tradition. I was just, uh, if you're somebody like perusing my phone, like I was just looking at the old Serie A owners, like these old dinosaurs we we're talking about before, like the Cragnotis or the Lazio's, like just on the pitch with their players, posing with their. Uh, I saw so many pictures of Cragnotti with Conceição, Nesta, that piece of shit Nedved when he played for Lazio. <laughs> then you even look at, even look at um, Sensi from Roma, like always with Totti. Like I, I know it's my enemy, but it's still like a romantic. There's that romantic feeling between these old owners who actually, you can't say respected the fan, yeah. and. Um, and love their team. Even even Moratti. You see him with Zanetti posing <laughs> pictures. Andrea Gianniani with Del Piero, like a, an iconic picture, you know. But anyways, it's just. Uh, oh, I, I, I guarantee. I guarantee you. By the way, I don't know if Moratti has commented on this publicly, but I, I guarantee you he hates it. Like I, I can. Uh, I'm going to look to see if he has spoken about it. But I, I'm, I'm sure he's going to bash it if he has. Didn't Zanetti uh, speak out against it? Apparently, Gazzetta dello Sport, uh, or La Gazzetta, sorry. Made a released a comment or something from Zanetti saying that really, I, I that's what I, I, maybe I, no, I believe yeah. it. I, I just I haven't seen it yet, but it wouldn't surprise it makes me. sense. He was he's a former player, yeah, it's, of course. If you're a player, obviously, you're not you're not for this, but but you don't see any of these new fucking owners going on the field like hugging and embracing the players like fans, yeah. like De yeah, De Laurentiis. Yeah. I gave it to him, De Laurentiis is cool, he's he's old well, school. Yeah. You got to win some trophies to go hug your players. So just look at it. Hey, lot like, summer, man. Last summer. That's all I'm saying. I'm but pretty sure Latito hugged with this player. Yeah, he, he's he's not Cragnotti, Jerry. Cragnotti is like we were yeah. talking about today. He is he has a special place in all Lazio's hearts. But still, you don't see Zhang hugging the players. Uh, no, no, that's it, a, yeah, he's rarely really even there. <laughs> who, who, the, who the fuck even owns Milan? Is it like an American that's company? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the the uh, the the Elliot Fund. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah. This yeah, uh, Elliot yeah. Singer or whatever says so something Singer. I I don't know. I don't you know, know how. Think Milan. It's, it's like Ma- at least Maldini is running. At least they have yeah. some sort yeah, of. We'll true. use we'll use we'll use Milan's favorite word DNA, uh, in the club, right? And Juve will. And Yelly shows up to most of the games. He's not. So. He's not the. He's not the Jan yeah, But he's not the Jan No, he's not. You know, he's not. Jan was a real. That guy was a real like visionary. Like he. But he was also a, a, a hard businessman. Yeah. Right. He was. He was. But he he, he had more morals than his grandson. I think. Is grandson, his grandson. I think. Grandson, yeah. yeah. We had more morals than his grandson. You know. Hey, I want to. I, I want to get into something. I, I think Nando was about to bring this up earlier. You know what's funny though? The guy what? from UEFA who called out Agnelli, that he he's related to 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 the family. Apparently, he's the really? god the godfather of his of, of one of their kids or something. Oh, like that. I didn't know that. I yeah, know something like that along the lines. He's a okay. godfather, like of, of their of their actual like family member. So it was pretty interesting that he called out Agnelli. 
I forgot who it was. One of the um, the only the the, the the guy who runs uh, UEFA. I don't know his fucking name off by heart, but Chepin. yeah, Chepinini. Yeah, I'd say yeah. he's he's got he's got like some uh, relationship with Agnelli's family, like Godfather or something. But it was pretty interesting that he, he was able to pull that line. But yeah. So I want to get into it. I thought uh, Nando may have been bringing this up a little bit earlier on. Uh, now, again, I'm I'm honestly I'm not expecting these players to be banned from international tournaments. I, I don't think it's going to get to that point. But hypothetically, if it did, Nando, I'll start with you. How, how do you think uh, Italy's Euro squad would do? Because it seems to me like their squad would be more intact than France or Belgium. I mean, you would mm-hmm. you would obviously you'd be without uh, Donnarumma. You'd be without. Bonucci without uh, Bastoni, Barella, Chiesa, uh, but I, I don't know if I'm leaving anybody out, but I, pretty much the rest of the squad would be intact. What do you think? So we're missing Jorginho. Oh, Jorginho also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emerson, but fuck that guy. Uh, Bonucci, fuck him too. Chiellini, fuck him too. Um, Bastoni. Bastoni is a big loss. Bastoni and Barella yeah. are big losses. Potentially, well, Roman only, obviously. Whatever. Uh, he's, he's inconsequential at this point. But, I mean, <laughs> we've been missing a few players. But, I mean, overall, our starting lineup would be okay. Like, yeah. Who, 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 Spinazzola. We Bro, we still got Immobile. Fuck yeah, of course. We have the friend Golden Boot. So you won't score any goals. Immobile. Of course, Immobile. Lots of all shaking hands. I mean, I'm going to go. I'm going to go the very, like, lineup off the top of my head. I guess for keeper, we'd have. Who's the number two these days? Is it Mere? It's Cranio, no? I give it to Cranio. Cranio left back. Left back with Spinazzola, center back Acerbi, and um, I guess Mancini. Um, yeah. yeah, you're a little right, rough back there. Yeah. Right, right back, I'd give it to Acerbi's fine. Right back, I'd give it to Florenzi or Lazzari, one of the two. Or even Di Lorenzo. We're good at right back. Uh, Regista, yeah, that's a tough one. Verratti. Locatelli, Locatelli Verratti, and, and, um, and who else? You're naming the lineup I, I I put on Twitter. No, actually. you put it Zaniolo. Zaniolo's dead. Uh, maybe he's not, <laughs> he's not coming back anytime. Zaniolo Castavini. He is dead this year. He is I great. don't know. He's not coming uh, back. An attack we'd have, I don't know, Insigne Immobile Berardi. Yeah, it's pretty good. The attack is pretty good. Or even... Or even Kean, Moise... What is it? Kean? Yeah. Kean will probably... How do you pronounce that? Is it Kean? I think it's Kean, isn't it? I think it's just Kean. Yeah. Moise Kean. Yeah, but he's good. Moise Kiev. Moise Kiev. I don't know. I think we'd be okay. Moise Kiev. Moise Kiev. Moise Kiev. Oh, no. I think we'd be good. I think we'd be okay. I think we would too. I think the guy. Looking at seeing that whole squad, the guy who I'm most intrigued about is Baradi. Seriously, because this guy has has been a Sassuolo for how many years now? And everybody says he should have left. He, sh- yeah, he should have left. He's he's he he's underachieving in his career, or whatever you want to say. Like he's he should be doing more in his in his career for what, how good he is. Should be at a bigger club. All that shit. He should. But, 
Yeah, I, I, you should. I, honestly, should. you know what? You maybe maybe he should. But at the end of the day, I respect his decision. If he feels comfortable playing with Sassuolo and, and, and being in a, with a middle table club or whatever the decision is, I respect it because that's his decision. At the end of the day, you just can't handle the pressure of being on a big team. Hey, you know what? If he can, I respect that too because at least he's not playing. He's not putting him in a situation that will, will his, ruin his reputation, his career, or whatever it may be. Right. He's I want to jump on that, Jerry, for a second. Uh, I'm sorry, just saying. For, sorry for interrupting you. Does everybody remember Marco Sal from Cagliari a few years ago? Yeah. Marco Sal, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Marco Sal. I love this player. Like, he was such like, a fleet-footed player. With, he scored a beautiful goal against Lazio this week. And I'm like, that is an old-school name. And he stayed at Cagliari way past his expiry date. And he ended up being a Serie B player for a while. Verardi yeah. yeah. is obviously a more complete player. I don't know if he's more talented. But this is what happens when you stay in one of these, like – Provinciale teams too long, like you kind of fade away. You and, gotta challenge yourself. And and and, and, and Berardi is gonna be what twenty eight this year, 27, 28? I mean, he's oh, he's not like he's not young, but he's not old. But like, let's mm-hmm. be honest here, is it the clock is ticking? Same thing with Belotti. Like, but yeah. this, these are this is the year these two players need to leave these clubs, or they risk being not a Marco Sal. That's a, that's a very extreme case, but like they risk being average. I see they're both above perfect. average. I'm not really a fan of Bellotti in in general, but I do what? acknowledge that he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a he's good at what he does. <laughs> he's got the jersey. I like him. I like Luke, him. He has I, the jersey. It's good. You know what it is? I'm, I'm a bit biased. I just don't really like the Twitter crowd that really advocates Bellotti starting over Immobile, and they're talking about a guy who scores 15 goals a year versus a guy who scores 20. Put your hand down there, muscle man. <laughs> Stop flexing. <laughs> I, you know what, man? If I, I do agree with what you're saying, Nando, but I also support when when Lucci goes against Immobile, and and it's fair. He yeah, he has he's, it. he's he become ha- meme tier for Liaduri. He's become yeah. meme tier. Let's be honest here. Like and, I don't and, care and, who it is. I just want someone to fucking score. That that's yeah, what I want to get. It. That's what I want to get. That's where I will side with. I will side with with Lucci, and, and the, the stats prove itself that Immobile has never shown up when he when we need him the most. And it's true; he's absolutely right. But at the same time, Belotti hasn't been much better than absolutely Immobile either. Absolutely not. But th- I think this but, has to do with formation and all. And see, both these clubs tend to shine. <laughs> but both, 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 both these clubs, both these clubs play with a two-man attack. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Jerry and Biden spoken about this before yeah, too. We, we talked about this, but at the end of the day, Lucci's right. Whoever formation, whatever it may be, you gotta put that out the door. And I do agree with you. It, it does hinder them. It does. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't help them. But when you go to the game, you gotta figure something out. Well, that's up to the coach. Player, I mean, coach like... and player, they have to be on the same page. And, and if Immobile is not speaking up how he feels, maybe it's not working for him in, in, in practice, then that's something on him too. And if it's not the manager who's acknowledging and recognizing that this doesn't work for him either, it's on him as well. But I do agree with Lucci that whoever the hot hand is, you go with it. I want to, I want to see Immobile succeed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the biggest Immobile fans probably on Twitter. Is, but... he, is he being put in the right situation to succeed on Liadzuri? That's what I'm asking you. No, 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 let's let's it's think true. back. It's true. Let's think back. Like Germany, 2014 World Cup. Literally an all-star team. Every position had a legend. But up, to, up top, they had Miroslav Klose. Love him. Lazio legend. But... Let's be honest, that system was tailor-made for him to score, because you need a guy to score in a World Cup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
Same thing with um, mind you, Giroud didn't really score for France. Yeah, I was about but... to say, like in France when they won in yeah. 2018, Giroud did yeah, nothing for them. Yeah, but those yeah, players play much even. No, he played every game. He didn't score a goal. Like he basically he just sucked up the defense, like that the wingers yeah. can do. But, but again, like, that system was tailor made for him, and he did his job right. So like he did what he's good at. He's what he's good at doing: holding the ball and making uh, Mbappe, Griezmann, and all these like other superstars play really well. Mm-hmm. Granted, he didn't score, but that system was tailor made for him to succeed in. Um, Spain World Cup 2010, you had David Villa and Fernando Torres, like. Again, Taylor made well, mind you, that was a replication of Barca's Tika Taka, but again, Taylor right. made those players, right? So, in my opinion, Chiro is not really being put in a situation where he can succeed to his maximum potential with the national team. Like, I'm not uh disavowing his his failures or his misses. Like, a lot of the strategies he should do better, but let's be honest here, like overall, it's not really tailor made for him. I'm not saying yeah. this the team should change its dynamic or its DNA, but at least give, if you're going to play with him as your striker, at least have like a slight variation, have like a nuance on that system. If you want to play three man mid in a four man back line, play a four, three, one, two or four, four, two, whatever you want. I, I don't disagree with you, Nando, but the problem is your best players are your wingers. You got Insigne, you got Chiesa, you got Berardi. If you're playing a, a 4-3-1-2 or 4-3-2-1, whatever it is, they're but not those playing. those players, they've played in the two-man attack before. Insigne was playing uh, Seconda Punta under Ancelotti's... Yeah, uh, yeah look how well they did. That's not that's not his best position. He's better he cutting in off the wing. Bad. Uh, Berardi played in a two-man attack, I think, next to... Chicho Caputo a few times. This, don't quote me on that, but I think he did. We'd I'm have not to sure about that But he's played that position in the past. That's what I'm saying. Or yeah, no, I this I I I see what you're saying, but the problem is you want to have your as many players as you can in their natural positions. That's how they're going to succeed because they're mm-hmm. familiar with those spots, right? Mm-hmm. You you need you know Berardi or Insigne, Chiesa, whatever. They're they're they like cutting in off the wings and and creating something like that. I do yeah, agree I that both Belotti and Immobile would be better in a two man front. If that's something Mancini would try, I wouldn't see why, you know, give it a shot and see how it goes. But then again, you're missing out on your on your wingers, on your on your fast guys. I was just thinking we don't even have a fucking real attacking mid to play the four three one two. When's the last time Italy well, produced a, a trequartista? That's like you could have played there. I would no, no, there. he's he's not he's not he's he's not he's not. I don't know. I can't see him play there. Like I maybe Castrovilli, Ferrati. Like I don't know. Castrovilli like, maybe. Castrovilli, but even him, I that. leave that shithole of Fiorentina. I, like, I want to, I want to answer. He's Paul dying Gullo's, there. Man. I actually want to answer Paul Gulo's question because I was going to get to that, and I do believe Baradi can reach heights with this team because he's finally going to play with good players around him, like you guys were saying. That I think this is the the, the chance where he will prove that he could play at a higher level because now he's surrounded by good talent. And, and, and watch yeah i actually do i don't think know that, about that i i absolutely think that he is going to put his game to the next level because he's going to push himself playing with the best players i really do believe that and and with sasuolo i think that he he does push himself high but now he's going to push himself even more playing with italy that's just i just got that feeling i don't know why i think this guy has a lot of talent and 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 oh. and, 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 and in credit at least this team hasn't. At least the Swallow hasn't ruined Baradi. Okay, like no. Fiorentina ruins yeah. players. So in that, remember that too. Fiorentina ruins players. Chiesa was ruined. Luckily, 
credit to Juventus. They, they, they brought him back to life. I think if, it, if there's one thing that Pirlo deserves credit is that he's managed to bring Chiesa back to a higher level and, and get the best out of him. So as much as Pirlo has been shit on this year, I think he does deserve credit for what he's been able to do with Federico Chiesa, and he's been phenomenal. Like that think, That's one thing that people don't acknowledge. So I, I do believe that Paradi is going to – he wasn't ruined. And Bellotti as well. Like Torino has been bad, but fortunately he hasn't been bad. And, yeah, and, he, and, and, and I think of the two players that need to leave the respective club first has to be Bellotti. I think that if Berardi decides to leave Sassuolo, it's not a dying club like Torino or Fiorentina. I think Sassuolo still has a, 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 an identity, an idea of what's going forward. They have a manager that kind of has half a brain. So, like... Oh, like, fuck, it's had to be, man. Like, I don't I'm, like him either. I don't like I'm him looking, either. Like, honestly, John, I'm looking, at their, I'm looking at their roster. Let's be honest. Berardi, I, don't, I don't like him either, but he's not as bad as the other coaches that have eh. gone to Torino or Fiorentina. Let's be honest. You don't like Bessagini? You gotta be open-minded about it. That's all. Like you can't be biased. Like, like you can't. I, I know that we don't maybe maybe don't like the Zervi, but at least he didn't ruin Locatelli. At least he didn't ruin all these players. He's still, actually has a decent team. They really do. Like yeah, they're they're right. they're doing better than they are. Caputo, Boga, Gianmarco Ferrari. Or maybe he's been there too long. No, but that's know. his choice. But like he was there from City SC. Like he helped he helped Sassuolo get from the third division to the first division. But he was also U- owned by Juve for a short period. And Ooh. then they sold him back to Sassuolo. And he never played a game for Juve. No, he didn't, but he was owned because he never wanted to make the switch. They figured he wasn't good enough. So he's a, he could be a late bloomer, like we've seen before. That's fine. But if he wants to make a jump, he's got to do it now. He can't keep waiting till he's 30 or whatever. Yeah, I, I suppose, but Di Natale is like a very rare, rare yeah. type of player. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's, be on, let's be honest here. Di Natale was, I'll say before 2010 or 2009, the season he broke out, like Di Natale, he was always talented, but he mm. never really, yeah, yeah, yeah. He never yeah. really took a hot, steamy shit on the league like he did for all those years. You know what I mean? Sorry, yeah. excuse my language, but like what he did, like, but mind you, when, um, who was it? Guidolin. He and yeah. he instituted an amazing system. It was it was Sanchez. It was uh, uh, Di Natale. It was uh, it wasn't even Gaetano D'Agostino pulling the strings in the mid at one point. Remember him? And uh, they had a great team, and uh, they were they were fantastic, and they just built a team around Di Natale. But it's rare. It's really rare. Let's be honest here. Like uh, mm-hmm. Di Natale is like one in a million. Like, yeah, to blow up at thirty years old. Even even probably later, I think it was thirty one. Yeah, I think he was past thirty. I I I got to uh, to wrap it up here, guys, in a couple minutes. On that note, it's been a really amazing discussion. I would encourage anybody who uh, who hopped in the live stream a little bit late. We we've been on for about the last uh, hour and twenty minutes. So if you missed anything, you can watch uh, a replay on YouTube. Basically, as soon as we're done with this thing, the replay is going to magically appear. Uh, we're also going to have this posted on the audio platforms tomorrow. So if you know you listen during your commute or on your headphones, you can listen to audio only on all the podcasting platforms. Uh, we had a really in-depth discussion on the European Super League, uh, the reaction to it. Um, I was going to say why some of us like it, but I don't know if any of us really like it. Uh, why, why, why we either don't like it or, or why we hate it and why 
why I'm not surprised that it's coming together. So a huge thanks to everyone who joined us. I'll, I'll allow uh, everybody here to shout out anything you have going on. Uh, Gianni, we always appreciate you. And, of course, you represent the Calcio guys. Uh, we're we're going to bring the whole crew in for a future show. Uh, but you, you've joined us a couple times in the last couple of weeks, and we appreciate it, man. Do you have anything uh, to shout out? Let, let, let us know how people can find the Calcio guys. Uh, yeah, so if anybody's interested in uh, my pocket, first of all, thank you guys for allowing me to be on. I appreciate oh, pleasure, it, man. and I, I enjoy yeah. coming on. It's great to have discussions like this. Um, it's it's like around the horn, but anyways, uh, uh, that's yeah. the show, I think, yeah. Yeah, you're but, lucky uh, I'm not muting <laughs> any of you fucks. Yeah, uh, but uh, you can find the podcast that I'm on uh, at The Calcio Guys on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if you want to follow myself, you can follow me at uh, Janny Rules 27, G-I-A-N-N-I-R-U-L-D 27. But mind you, my personal Twitter is really my personal stuff. So you might see random stuff of me joking around or having fun with things or even being random. So, if, But I get, I'm always down to discuss soccer. So, yep, if you want to give us a follow or give me a follow, that's where you can find me. Yeah, you guys should. Uh, Nando, uh, you, you've joined us a couple times uh, in recent memory as well. We always appreciate you, man. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, just love uh, love these chats and like becoming part of the furniture at this point. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not much. You can find me here at Nando Magnus. Uh, that's where you can find me on Twitter. Um, just tweet random stuff. Lazio soccer in general. I've lately been tweeting a lot about Sevilla, the city, randomly enough. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it there. Um, yeah, honestly, really enjoyed today, guys. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah. I love these giant calcio forums. So I love it, man. Uh, and of course, uh, Daniel Lucci is part of the family as well. Even though he's a Juventino, we still love him. Uh, any, anything Lucci to promote? Yeah, I should have some articles coming out hopefully soon. Uh, not not gloomy days at Juve, but we'll uh, try to clear some things up and. Uh, yeah, you can follow me. Uh, oh, by the way, you're fucking lucky that this Super League thing happened, and we're not talking about you losing to Atalanta. Tell me about you it. Know, you know, a lot of people forgot about what happened yesterday, so we'll just leave it at that. And I think short-term <laughs> memory is probably best. Poetic justice, that game. I haven't forgotten about the loss to Benevento. <laughs> we all know that the, the, the Super League was to help uh, Juventus through uh, one bad period. These fucking losers. Uh, that's why Agnelli planned the announcement for when he did. Exactly. Very, know, we're going to lose strategic. the game. We're announcing Super League Fuck tonight. You. Fucking little bitch, <laughs> Jerry. What, what about you, man? You gonna you gonna bathe in Nutella after the show? Uh, you're always writing articles. Let people know where they can oh, find you. You can find me at at Super League. I'm in. I am in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Super League. I'm in. And I am the new minister of the shit league. I, I plan to take it down. That's what I plan to do. Oh, no, he's a spy. Jay Mancini hates. And uh, yeah, I got articles. You know. I got so many articles I can't even keep up anymore. I can, you did know. You guys, uh, sorry to interrupt. Did you see what Perez just said a few hours ago? He goes, just, no. just. He goes, if young people find football football matches too long, and maybe because they are not interesting enough, or maybe I we might that. have to make football matches shorter. I, it's the most. I'm done. I'm, I'm are we going to start fucking, doing seventy-five minute matches I'm now? Like, what the hell is going on? I'm fucking done with this guy. They like, go to hell. You stupid fucking and he and he he and Agnelli have the same talking points because Agnelli said something. I, I think he spoke uh earlier today. He said something about how like uh they had this data that like people from like you know 24 years old and under 
aren't watching football anymore. And it's like, okay, well, where does that data come from? And then, uh, and then um, uh, Perez uh, said the same thing. Uh, Florentino Perez said the same thing that, oh, they have research that, you know, people under 24 aren't watching football anymore. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. But good, riddance. I, <laughs> good riddance. Good riddance. Yeah. I, I thank everyone uh, for tuning in. And, and like hey, I said, Paul, appreciate if that. you missed, yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul, everybody in the chat, Thanks, David, David, Paul, Michael, Thanks, Michael, yeah, I think, every, I, think Michael, I think Michael follows me on, on Twitter. I'm not sure. Pretty sure. Well, everybody should, man. Follow follow Jerry at Hey, I'm actually going to start a Super League fucking uh, Twitter right, account. Good. I'm so fucking doing that. Just like my team joined the oh, Super League. Fuck, man. I think I have a blast just ripping on them. So and, and make sure, uh, uh, guys, if you if you like what you saw and you like what you listened to, uh, check, check us out uh, on Patreon. Some exclusive content check there. We, we'd love to see and hear from you guys there uh, as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Dono, Dono spelled B-O-N-N-O. You can follow our show at Calcho Con Pod. Uh, so follow us on Twitter. Fuck we follow back league. everybody. Fuck the Super League. Fuck the Super League. If you follow, uh, if you follow our show Twitter, we follow everybody back. So help help spread the word of the Calcho Connection. We'll talk to you guys next time yeah. on another episode of the Calcho Connection podcast. Ciao. Fuck the Super League.